my friend, and welcome to Art, Magic, and Medicine, a podcast about the ways that living creatively and sharing vulnerably, really from the heart, connects us as human beings and brings us back into wholeness, both individually and collectively. I think that when we make things, we are remaking ourselves, and we are remaking this tender world that we're living in right now. So I welcome you to listen in as I talk to visionary artists and creatives, and we go through navigating the creative process while staying heart-centered, connected, and in community, and what that means, what it looks like. I'm Robin Mayberry, and I'm an artist and an energy alchemist. I love things that are imperfect, unfinished, and full of story. It is an absolute honor to share these conversations with you, and I'm so glad that you're here. Enjoy the episode. everyone this is robin mayberry and we're coming to you with the art magic and medicine podcast and today i am thrilled to be talking with trish segabrook who has been um just personally somebody that i have learned a lot from um but what she this is what we're going to talk about today what she has um she shifted in what she offers and to my mind it's even more nuanced beautiful and rich than it was before but we're going to talk all about that so Trish is an artist. She's best known for her encaustic work. Uh, she's an author of five books. She's an instructor of classes that really, honestly, you need to take. And she's an entrepreneur um, who really follows her own heart and sees where it leads. So welcome, Trish. Thank you. What a great introduction. Makes am- me, you know, emboldens my heart to keep going. <laughs> that's what we're here for we're here to just keep emboldening each other (laughs) so I invited Trish to this little conversation because I've heard the little I've heard the bullet points of your story Trish but I am really curious if we can just if we can explore a little bit Trish's deal is that if you haven't heard of Trish Segerbrook it's because you're not an encaustic artist (laughs) if you're an encaustic artist you probably and you live in the United States or Australia you probably have heard about it from Trish or learned a lot about it through Trish's workshops or books. So Trish is best known as an encaustic artist. And if you don't know what that is, that's painting with, essentially it's painting with melted wax to to shorthand it. Uh, But then, but then everything changed and grew and grew out of its box. So Trish, will you walk us through the last few years of your professional life as an artist and a human and what happened? What happened? What happened? (laughs) Well, you mentioned Australia, so I'll start there. I spent two years abroad, sold everything I owned, living on the West Coast, just outside of Seattle, sold everything I owned and picked up my youngest son and my husband, drugged them with me. And we went two years abroad, teaching in Australia, New Zealand, and Bali. Uh, It's fascinating, you know, a rich experience, something I encourage everybody to do, to follow that gut instinct that is just so bold and daring that you, you can't let it go. It was everything I hoped for and more, and also started the gray and the wrinkles. It was terrifying. <laughs> it was overwhelming. It was um, all. It was just all of everything. We had no permanent home. We lived out of our suitcases. It was glorious. How did you set up, just out of curiosity, when you were doing that, like, did you go along setting things up just ahead of yourself? Did you have a whole two-year schedule? Did you have hosts? No, that's an that intriguing part of it all, which my husband likes to highlight. Uh, he came along, he calls himself my Samsonite, you know, quit his job and came along just to tote those, uh, those, uh, those suitcases. 
Um, and I had six weeks. I had six weeks established. From there, it was all cross your fingers and let's jump. Um, I knew that the energy was there. The vibration, the, the, the vibe of Encaustic was heading that way strongly. Um, so I was, you know, I, was, I, I had been there in, so we went 2013 through 15, and I'd been there in 2012 for a six-week jaunt, and it was just overwhelmingly well-received. So I knew I could keep that level of um, intrigue and engagement going. I had faith. <laughs> uh -huh. Uh -huh. You got there and you just kind of just kept unfolding it just ahead yeah. of you. Yes. Yeah, it's not how the universe really works. Yes. Hey, we're not going to give you the two year plan. We're going to give you right. the two week plan and you're going to just trust. Yes. Yes. You know, we're, we're, I, I just finished a, a, a blog post or a newsletter post about driving the vehicle. My vehicle is this art and I stay in the lane. It's, it creates and it provided, but like you say, the, the universe comes along and there's a stop sign and there's a you know a yellow light and there or there's a green light and it changes up the direction and the trajectory and the speed of that of that journey. So I can plan in as much as I'm in this vehicle, but you know I got to be ready to to hit the brakes or <laughs> take a left turn and you know the universe is really in charge. What, what are your <laughs> indicators? Like how do you hear the universe? How do you hear these signs? Um, as soon as I say, as soon as I say how I hear, you know, I want to, I want to autocorrect. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I wake up with songs in my head that I haven't heard in forever and ever, just one little snippet of a verse and I'll let it run and not really pay attention. Then I'll be like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. That's telling me something. So you um, take a little sliver of a message just under your awareness and it just kind of sits there until you notice it. And then once you notice it, then you can start to develop it you got it and it's it's a um you know it's a sensory experience more than an intellectual knowing oh obviously i think we all resonate with that yeah um i'll, I'll use in costa camp as an example in 20 2009 i was teaching a workshop on the west coast in oregon and i woke at like god awful 2 a.m with just this ah that has to exist i went to this workshop and we're all getting you know i wrote down a few notes you know how you do you wake up in the night and you're like oh <laughs> i went to the workshop i started teaching this group of incredible humans and i said hey you guys during a little pause hey you guys i had this idea in the middle of the night blah 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 blah. what do you think and immediately they're all you know their eyes light up and they're oh my gosh yes and somebody in there happened to be the art teacher of a mennonite school near there and she's like hey we close all summer so you can do it there um, you know, and I can cook, I do cooking and I'll bring my friend and we'll do all the cooking for this. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so all the pieces starting to fall, started to fall into place. Um, you know, it's, it's that, it's that pay attention to the hints that you get randomly and weird, and then, you know, just drop them in the environment, in the safe spaces and the other ears that, that, in, that, that can feed you more of that puzzle that starts to come together. You know, maybe it'll die on the sideline side or maybe it will rise like in Costa Camp did for me. Um, yeah, yeah it, was, it sure did. That was a big deal for- it, Yeah. <laughs> okay, but here we go. So, so that's where it all began. So our theme I can see is just following the information that is given to you and trusting it, right? So you ran in Costa Camp for 10 years. It became 
quite a thing and and i just know from personal experience how people get used to it and then they think it's always going to exist and it's like not even up to you anymore and you know it just yeah. sort of will get out of, out of it was that your your experience with it like yes. this shall yeah now always exist whether you like it or not <laughs> <laughs> i associate everything i create to my children you know i give birth to them i give birth to every painting i give birth to these retreats i host and it is it takes all of my being you know when it's when it's right it engages all of my being and all of my energy and all of my faith and drive um and then it, it starts to grow on its own you know they start to walk <laughs> um and costa camp did that my books have done that they just started to get feet of their own and take off in directions that i can no longer control but i'm so proud of and so excited to watch grow and become their own living and breathing being in the world. And Encosta Camp did that. I I had to let go of it because I'd become something different and it still needed a driver. You know, it doesn't stand alone. It doesn't, it doesn't live and breathe on its own. <laughs> so well, even it needs someone to make the macaroni and cheese. You know. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it was really bittersweet this just last summer, um twenty yeah, July of 2022 was the final retreat and it was very bittersweet. It was so hard to give up. And yet all of my being knew it was time. So just, just one of those things we do in order to evolve, you have to let go of the ring to grab the next one. And boy, that has been an example in my life, just wildly. As, as quickly as August, I went, oh, okay. You know, why was I so convicted that it had to end if all these people still want this? You know, right. as quickly as, you know, a few weeks, month later, I went, uh, okay. okay, all right, yes, okay, you know. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to step you back just a little bit because this is like another finger of this whole um, life shift that you've been doing. And so Encosta Camp is like one, one, one chapter of this. And so let's just take a little step back. So here you are three years ago, was it three? It was before COVID when you realized that you need to start changing the way you offer your, yourself yeah. in the world. Is yeah. that right? Well, I can, I can step back even further and tell me, you know, stop me if I'm going too far back, but back to Australia, we, we returned to the States in 2015 and knew we didn't want to stay on the West coast and find another home there and reestablish ourselves. Um, and it was kind of like John's turn, my husband's turn. So we chose uh, Lexington, Kentucky, because he wants to get into the horse racing industry. And, you know, all joking aside, he thought a little farm somewhere. And we find this castle in the middle of the, uh, you know, urban development area of, of Lexington. And I went, yeah. <laughs> I have been to the Encosta Castle, and it is amazing. It is a freaking <laughs> castle in the middle of a city. A city, yeah. So it's I mean, actually this, city. the structure that is has become, you know, such a cute name and Costa Castle really fostered everything that came after that. Uh, we hit the ground running um, very quickly, had to figure out how to make income. So I started doing Airbnb and then all this expansive space. It's, it's a huge structure, well, not huge, but it's got a lot of square footage. <laughs> um, it offered me the opportunity to keep going with retreats, but instead of going all over the world as I had been, start to call people in. So that was one shift, one small shift into a different way of teaching. It brought me closer into myself rather than trying to go out all the time, which, you know, physically. But it also, as I was soon, you know, over time, recognizing my energies, 
you know, my energies were not no longer feeding into the world, trying to find or talk to or sort where to go next and work out my schedule. It was pulled in to what I want and how can I attract and who needs to come here and enter and, you know, feel the energy of this space. So that was probably the first time that unconscious restructuring started happening in terms of how I taught and what I taught and how I showed up in the world. So that is so powerful because isn't, isn't that just it right there going from being externally focused which we're really trained to do, I think, in this culture. I know I just kind of pay a lot of attention to uh, the messages that we get, or maybe it's just me. Um, but this idea of like go out there and get and do and be and well, not be, but like act as if yes. and take these actions all the time to you know it's very it's very um, outward, and it can be very effective. You know, I mean, people create empires that way. However, it's just as effective in a different way and. I'm starting to realize more sustainable mm -hmm. to instead of being put, sending your rays out into the world, drawing them in <laughs> instead of being outward focused, or, yeah. you know, it's not really an either or, but no, if the right. shift, maybe I'm just kind of just noticing this is happening in my life, but instead of being like, like out, it becomes just this magnetic draw in. And so what has that experience been like for yeah. you? you're what you're saying is spot on and it's it's where we start more than how we go out or come in it's where we start from <clears throat> and all my years of teaching and writing the books and being the queen bee um you know had me so outward focused in my vision and i no longer had that internal light um flickering strong enough that i that i could see it i, I was too busy looking at who was reacting or how they were reacting and who needed me next and where else could I go? And, and it, it got, you know, obviously burnout is a, is a term. <laughs> it's real. And no, it's a real it's thing. It's real. It's real. And, and that happened and I didn't understand. You know, it, I, I was too physical. I was too in my body and in the world trying to figure out what was wrong that I didn't realize it was an energetic. It was a, you know, it was an internal, um, overwhelm that you know it, all the all the breakers switched <laughs> flipped, flipped all my breakers and they were shutting down <laughs> what did that what did that really feel like to you like what was what was your experience of like oh my god this life that's charging along like a freight train is probably going to need to change mm -hmm. how did that show up for you um despondency sort of i was not satisfied with anything i was doing I just kept doing it because that's what I was doing. Uh, feeling as if, and speaking to my husband in this way, which is not what you want to do when you put energy into the world. This, it, all I do is, you know, I do all this stuff and they don't even appreciate it. And, you know, I was serving all the meals and I was setting all the rooms and, <laughs> you know, right. and this is for the army. started, it's like, this is my joy. This is my heart. I get to do this. And by the end, you're like, I hate all of you. Here's the McDonald's. <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 it's a proverbial story that everybody tells. And yet until you live it yourself, you don't understand the, the, the path that gets you there. And then the recovery that is so painful and so frightening and yet so cathartic and so beautiful and opportunistic in, in a good way, because 
if you can listen to it and get beyond the burnout and, and face the fear of, as I did, taking a year sabbatical and not having income and not knowing where, you know, what exactly I'm going to do and terrified it was going to disappear, you know, quote unquote, mm-hmm. disappear in the eyes of the world, art world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh horrors. <laughs> Just, oh. To, 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 now I can say but it. Laugh. Social media and everything. If you're not there for five hours, it's like, well, where are you? <laughs> You know, a year, how will anyone yeah. even know that you ever existed in a year? So right. <laughs> take a year. Did it really end up being a year? It, it was 2019. So no, it didn't end up being a year. Hello. <laughs> or like three years. <laughs> yeah. Where are we now? <laughs> so it was 2019 that you had this awareness. So yeah. you move back to the States, you move to Kentucky, you start the Encosta Castle, you know, this is going to be a new thing, but it's not really under your feet yet. Right. So you're in this, all your kids have left home now at this point. So you're in this total transitional soup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And- I was hosting retreats here. I had guest artists coming. It was fabulous, but it was also just, you know, I was still riding that train. Um, <laughs> really and, train. and I, uh, so 20, end of 2018, I, I, I would like just, didn't schedule for 2019 and and held up my hand and said, I'll be back. (laughs) And I took 2019 off and it was good. It was, you know, of course life still happens and a son had to move home and, you know, just weird stuff that unpredictable because as I said, life still happens. Um, And then COVID. Mm -hmm. So I, I didn't actually have anything planned except I was still running Airbnb didn't have anything planned to come back online so to speak in 2020 um but I basically because the 2019 wasn't it it was going to take a lot longer so (laughs) see if I could put this into how I think of it I took that sabbatical and I could have looked at COVID coming and been like oh you know, I made a horrible mistake. I took a year off and now the universe is, you know, another year more, <laughs> more time off where um, I can say, I know, I know. I can be honest with myself and be, I know it took me 2019 to even start standing up again, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. I still have no idea what I'm doing here, how to show up again. So the universe said, you know, you, no, you're not going back. You're not going to force yourself into another, uh, you know, back onto that road. It's not going to work. <laughs> so for me, COVID was such a blessing. <laughs> you know, and Bite my tongue, I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> I know. I realize that's dicey and that lots of people suffered in lots of different ways. Yeah, all that, aside, that was no. my experience too. The slowdown was for me, am I completely privileged? Absolutely. But for me, it was such a gift that I have not been able to come back from. Like I have never gotten my hustle back. That was 2020. It has, I can't get it back. Well, 2019, you know, I was trying to get out of that hustle mm-hmm. and I couldn't do it because I was still going, Oh, I only have a year. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What do you know? You can't get out of the rat race if you're thinking about the rat race. So I, um, I, that 2020, it was like, <laughs> and a, a, a little more, it, it, a little more, it just started creeping in a little more authenticity, a little more me, a little more bravery. I mean, I've been ridiculously brave, but 
on that encaustic instructor queen bee course. I didn't go beyond that. I didn't, I, I, I've been in this, you know, what, 20 years and I've never asked the deeper questions or I have as I journal, but I've, I've still gone out and been this person when the journaling back here. So it was time those two people met. <laughs> and the transition is going from the person who's teaching technique yeah. to the person who's facilitating yeah. growth. Yeah. In the practical, in the practical world, that is exactly it. You know, and never mind the internal shifts and all that. So right away, April, we really got hit in March, and then April, I went on Zoom and started started teaching uh, the listen to your life stuff, like just rallying creatives. It, it was that same passion call that I that I just went after, and I rallied the creatives in the world to to be present, to not despair to keep showing up because in, in, in my way of seeing the world, when a vacuum happens and you know, this is, this is the world, when a vacuum happens, something needs to come in and fill that, you know, and, and, and COVID created such an energetic vacuum, if you will, it created a lot of negativity and that could replace what was preexistent or we creatives can rise and take the place of, of, of what has gone missing, of what is trying to, to be break free um, in all of this. And, you know, it's a small thing. We, artists don't rule the world yet. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on it. Okay. <laughs> but, but it is that creative power that is going to be the real shift maker in, in my belief. And that's, you know, I stepped into that space, into the Zoom and, and those constant um, opportunities to stay in this up inspired, positive, community-based creative space for the good part of, you know, that whole next year. And that is also when I started going into the Insight Timer. I've been using Insight Timer for many years myself as a meditation app and just kind of, you know, to, to try to sink into some place. I didn't know where I was going, but, I, <laughs> you know, I wanted to get there. And when I learned that, you know, I, I had the inspiration that creativity is my meditation. Painting is my meditation. I thought, why don't I create creative meditations? <laughs> Will Insight Timer even buy that? You know, it's not this proper breathing techniques and all that, but I thought, why not? There's, you know, I can present it and see if they take Out of it. your active brain and into your quiet brain, is that not meditation? Isn't that what yeah, the point is? Exactly. <laughs> I grant you, I'm not good at it. Right, well, <laughs> practice, not a performance. <laughs> so, okay, so how did that come about? So did you... So you've been doing, you've been doing the inside timer meditations. Do you, it's it, all right. Fill, it, fill me in on that because I know I've heard, definitely heard you talk about it. I've even gone to it and I can't remind, yeah. remind. How often do you do it? How did it happen? What does it look like? Your insight timer work. Well, now. Anybody who doesn't, isn't aware of insight timer, it's one of the many myri uh, myriad um, meditation apps that you can hook into and listen to. It's free. It's donation based. And instructors just get in there and offer what they can. And you have to, you know, there's a culling process. They, they make sure you sound good and look good and all this. And then I, I went through that process and I was able to start submitting recorded audio meditations. So there are a lot of those on my profile there. 
And then uh, soon after that, the opportunity to go live was offered, which of course for me as a you know visual, I needed that visual space. That's what I was all about, getting that live because then my camera's on. Right. So we do, the most popular is uh, the Sunday painting to music. And I put together a playlist of insight timer musicians and composers, and we all, um, weave together the creative energy through listening to that while doing our own work in our studios. And it's just a beautiful space. I constantly say we are holding, we, we are each individual threads of this positive inspired energy coming together and weaving a tapestry that is you know, energetically and, you know, enfolding the earth. <laughs> so that is my motive behind creating that this is how I also carry the belief that the way forward for us as human beings is through creativity. Like we can't just keep remaking the same mistakes over and over. We have to actually make something new. And that, is, that involves creativity. And we can't do it one at a time either. It, we together have to weave this net that enfolds the earth yeah. and we don't know what it looks like yet. And it's just what you're, what you're talking about. It's like, it's about following the lantern, yeah. not being like, I'm going to go over there and I see that that is the way. It's like, we don't know where we're going and we don't know the way, but if we all, or if, if the more and more of us, I believe that participate in this path of following our truth and seeing where it goes, even when it is so terrifying because we, because we don't see where this goes, mm -hmm. you know, it looks like this goes right off a cliff. Mm -hmm. but actually there's a set of stairs you know that sort of thing but as we all do this together i think that's going to be the way i think we're actually going to pull through this crazy moment in, in humanity's experience it's going to be like were you alive during that time i was totally alive during that yes. time so, <laughs> i was there for that you guys yeah. so, <laughs> this is a wild time in humanity but i i I, I totally hear what you're saying. Like when you bring these people together, when you bring people together in this kind of format, especially where people from all over the place can just bring their energy to the same place at the same time, the potency of that yes. as an individual, you're feeling it, but then it just ripples outward. Yes. Light goes so, can go so far. Light goes endlessly uh -huh. until something interrupts it. And I emphasize that, that like all these artists are coming together in the space I've created It's called Before the Brush is my profile name, because it is that, that energy we, we have to manifest, we have to pay attention to from our inside that happens before the brush. And then that brush has so much more power, so much more voice. And uh, I wanna bring more people to that. It, I want more creatives to know that space. Yes. And, and respond from that space. I will be sure, just so you know, that we have this included, how you guys can find, how the listeners can find before the brush, before the, brush. the Trish, because I've done that little segment with you. And it was, so I'm just not a morning person and you're on the East Coast. <laughs> right, I know, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> you're a morning person on the and three hours before me, but, uh, but regardless. Even more, even more to the, um, what I wanted to get at, because you you hit on it there. You know, we've got all these creatives doing this, but these creatives have lives, a lot of them have lives that aren't creative necessarily, or what they wouldn't consider of that creative ilk that they have to attend to as well. And my belief is that by holding this space for however long they can on a day or in a week, that they're automatically 
still weaving as they go into those other spaces and touching those other lives and bringing this creative energy unwittingly to those other environs they're in. So, you know, in the same way that traditional meditation does, or like a yoga practice, when you do this practice, when you tap that quiet part of yourself, you can't help but take it with you. Right. This now it's the bell is ringing. Right. So you go back into your accounting job, but you still have that paintbrush. You still have that before the brush mm-hmm. glow. <laughs> yeah. So I, I will just say to our listeners, I had the opportunity to do your full week long. We're going to talk about this. Your listen to your life week long. The first one. Mm-hmm. That was my first about. dive back into reality <laughs> or, or can I re-enter this space? And I always want to apologize, apologize to the, those of you who are at that, because it was such a, it was such a, um, you know, crunchy time for me trying to make that, that shift. Can I be new? Can I be old? How do I integrate this, the old with the new and, and, and trust it. And, you know, I, I still had things to let go of, um, that ha- since then, this was last November of 21, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, still, I've, I've been letting go of things that have opened me up even more to being able to hold that, listen to your life kind of space with more um, authenticity and integrity and stuff. So thank you (laughs) for being a part of that. It had to happen. You know, I had to have that test. (laughs) Um, I was personally honored to be part of that test group. So (laughs) and, and all this to say that I can vouch for the the integrity of the vibration you bring to the experience. Like you're grounded. And that's really important, I think, because this is big energies that we're talking about here. And the job, when you shift from being a teacher to being a facilitator, the job of the facilitator is holding space mm-hmm. because there's nothing to teach. Right. There's, it's like, I'm going to open the doors and shoo out the moths. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so that you can have a sacred space to grow. Yes. And you are really, really good at that. It's I appreciate cool. that a lot. I, I like to think I am, but you know, always I'm wrestling with myself, get better, get better. <laughs> you know, cause that's how we do. <laughs> like it's about you, right? <laughs> yeah. I want everybody to, you mentioned boxes earlier. I want everybody to pop the top off their box and I'm just going to rip it through and we're all going to let go of those fears and those apprehensions and those false walls and just, <laughs> Okay. So you had said right before we hit record, one of these where I'm like, okay, we have to hit record. Cause <laughs> is, cause I, I was asking Trish, like, what was it like going from this, like established known identity? I am the encaustic teacher. People know me around the world going from that into like, actually I have this niggling in my spirit that says I need to do some things. Yeah. I was like, what was that like, was it freeing? And that's not what you said. So what was that when you finally realized like, I have to stop teaching, I need this sabbatical. What did that feel like to you? Terrifying. I mean, so you said it was like falling off a cliff. Okay. Thank you. I know. I'm like, what did I say? <laughs> I'm like, was it beautiful? Did you float away? No, I plummeted. I plummeted yeah. to my near so death. I plummeted and I'm still somewhat plummeting. You know? <laughs> Life. But, you know, I asked this question because especially the folks that in, in my community, you know, we are people who are invited to make these kinds of changes over and over again. And it really never gets easier. No, I, you know, I wish it would. I mean, I w- every time it's like, oh, my God, this you know, time. Anything, get- Robin, I've been telling myself this. It gets harder. It gets harder. But there's 
I want to say it's biblical, but I might be wrong here. So forgive me, those who you know better. I think there's something about, you know, the more faith you have, the more you're asked, of, the more your faith is out tested sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. That, I, that's ringing that. a bell. Mm-hmm. The more I step into something, you know, just that little niggling. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, you can handle this? Well, here you <laughs> the, go. The harder and the stronger the next one, you know, and I welcome it. I ask for this life. I wouldn't have it any other way. I believe more of us have to ask for it and believe in it and not want it any other way. That's, I think, what the world needs, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, not, the, not the manufactured nine to fives. And uh, it, 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 you know, that doesn't make the challenge easier all the time. No. <laughs> it makes me look in retrospect over the last week of wow, because I had a week of wow and, um, and go, okay, all right, that's right. That's what that was. Well, last that week, mean when that was last week, when I was in last week, that I remembered that's what this is. Last week was horrible. <laughs> last week was between just because we're recording right now, just after the total lunar eclipse. And yeah, last week was a mess for everybody. So, <laughs> Scorpio season, if you didn't know, Scorpio is all about birth or death and rebirth. Thanks. I didn't mean that literally. <laughs> it's just like, <woo>, okay. But, <laughs> Yes, I think I think I'm going to agree with you just from my own experience too. It doesn't get easier because every time you have to give up what you've built, you've built something bigger and better each time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give up this thing so I can create something even more aligned and exactly. Yes. What I'm offering it's a world. blank oh. canvas again. Oh, so wait. are you sure? I give that up now? I mean, that, that was so perfect. Yep, you're done with that. It's like, oh my god. So right now, I my I'm in the same position right now where I'm I am really transitioning. When I'm moving from a, a one-on-one bodywork practice and moving into coaching and teaching and all this kind of stuff that's like longer. You know, it's just a, it's just a different kind of offer, and it is terrifying. Mm-hmm. I had things going right along. I had my clients. I had my stuff. I had my money. I knew what I was doing. I got up and blah, blah, blah. And now I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. So <laughs> it's terrifying. Yep. It's, oh my God. Good for you. So, I just want to thank you. So thank you for being the model that you can give up when it's time to give up. When it's time to walk away from something that's complete, nothing is going to change that. Mm-hmm. You can walk away easy or you can walk away hard right you're gonna it's over oh, yeah. it's over it's oh. over and so one of the gifts that, that i see too was COVID. that yeah. too was covid it was like you took a sabbatical but you're not there yet you still got work to do and we're going to make sure this really sticks yeah mm-hmm. you walk away from it all it can be easier hard yeah and i feel like the whole covid experience of shutting everything down whatever the intentions were behind it had this effect of inviting millions and maybe even a billion people to say, do I have to go back to the way that I've been doing things? Now, of course, I'm going to acknowledge there's like the, still the vast majority of people on the planet are just trying to survive. They don't have nearly enough. And that is just the truth. I'm like living at the top of the ice cream cone. Uh, <laughs> however, those of us who are living at the top of the ice cream cone, so many of us were just sucked into this, you know, just got to do, just got to do. And that the COVID window opened up that question, you know, do we? Yeah. What happens if we don't? Like, have you noticed people still have not gone back to work in the way that they did? I mean, they still can't find anyone to work at McDonald's because people are like, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> and I celebrate that. Even if it changes yeah. my day-to-day, even if I stand in line for longer at Target because nobody wants to work at Target anymore. Yeah. I'll blame them. Help at Home Depot. Yeah. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You better just read the signs, baby. Read the signs. <laughs> Somebody's gonna 
but that's because in my mind this invitation across the board anybody who had so i just read this little quote um um, from this woman that i get a newsletter from elizabeth mcdowell emily mcdowell emily mcdowell and she said i had to put down everything that was put downable and i was like oh that's it exactly that's good and i feel like we are still in some kind of wave where people are still being invited to put down what's put downable and that makes oh i agree we were picking we were holding way too much well some people you know pick stuff back up and all of us pick stuff back up but now we're like well wait wait no that's heavy that i really (laughs) don't need that yes right and you know there we have have needs and bills and all that stuff you know and 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 that's legit we do have to get our needs met but i have found there's a much wider range of options than i had thought at one point and and it's about it's about paying attention to that lantern like how about try over here things are have been coming to me and i see so many other people and simpler too you know a wider range of options available yes but simpler too it's like we don't have to see everything, touch everything, have everything, be exposed to everything in order to follow that lantern. <laughs> um, That's so simpl- true. Simplification is, is one of the biggest things. It's in my art. It's in my life. It's in my home. I am, you know, what's the opposite of hoarder? It's not, I'm not quite the- a minimalist. You're a minimalist. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're uh, right. Your work is really very very simple it's simple yeah, but it's simple. but it's <laughs> yeah, i get to see a beautiful painting what is that an acrylic painting behind you no that's oil it is oil okay yeah, yeah. it's a beautiful yeah. um abstract piece yeah oh um, my god yeah so it, it just okay. in terms of life lessons i know i'm still on this path like you said <laughs> when i made that decision to take the sabbatical it was like stepping off a cliff and in my mind, I'm like, oh, you know, no, there's just, there's a, there's a shelf there I'll land on and I'm going to be fine. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously that didn't happen. (laughs) Obviously that didn't happen, but, but the reason it didn't happen aside from the obvious world events to me personally is that I wasn't there yet. You know, I hadn't gone there yet and it's still, it's still a process, but I'm still alive. So I hope I get to still have that process. <laughs> I want to be in this process. And where I'm developing from now, it, Insight Timer has been instrumental. It, it's not a huge money maker or anything like that. I showed up in that space just to try to turn into whatever I was feeling myself turning into. And it was a safe space to do that because it was already set up on the you know premise of meditation. So I knew I could go deep with whomever hooked into my audio recordings or my live sessions. I didn't have the voices in my head of being cost to campers or workshop people who were like, you know, it, more in my head, again, no pointing fingers at any one individual, but you know, how do you do that? How do you do that? How do you get that? What's this tool for? You know, none of that was clogging my brain, telling myself, me telling myself I had to still be that person. I stepped fully into this space of creative meditation and it was, it was scary. It was entirely new and it was beautiful. It was so comfortable and it was so, I hate using, overusing words, but authentic mm-hmm. and um, in its own way, you know, constantly changing, but I've been there for two years now and 
I feel like it has been such a graceful tool to integrating this new way of doing things and then still holding space for what it would mean to hold retreats and workshops and be the, I can help you figure that out with that tool person. Um, and that's okay. where, you know, my new offerings are coming from. And I'm Let's so talk excited. about this. Let's, so, so I stopped you a little earlier because you're like, and it was going where? And I was like, well, like, <laughs> so where, so it's been three years now, 19, mm -hmm. 20, 21, 22, four, four years. Yeah. Um, but it, it took that long to incubate what is becoming visible for you as far as what you can do, wh where you are now, what you can offer from this space that you're in. So let's talk about 2023. Let's talk about like, where does Trish Segbrook show up in the world? Yeah. Where do you work uh, with? <laughs> because um, your spirit is so inviting and people are going to want to. Yeah. I've got two retreats that don't replace Encosta Camp, obviously, because Encosta Camp was its own thing but they hold that same space of my creating an environment where everybody is just so safe and free and welcome to get after their creative voice. One of them happens here at the Encosta Castle in Lexington, Kentucky, my home. It's um, called Awaken Creative and that happens in February. I'm starting it on, on Valentine's Day, which wasn't intentional. Um, and obviously I know February 14th is Valentine's Day. So when I picked the dates, I knew it was Valentine's Day, but that was just the week that worked. And <laughs> like, well, why not? We're going to start with love. <laughs> Absolutely. So, what is this? What is this? Uh, Awaken Creative is, again, all about entering this space where we are community together and you bring your individual style, tools, practice I'll have encrusted it going because that's what I do. <laughs> and through exercises and community project or group projects and working through a journal practice that I've got, we, and then of course, lots and lots of painting, <laughs> creating, we um, hopefully, my, my aim is for everybody to walk away with a deeper sense of that internal voice speaking and trusting it into the world by way of first our small community that we create. That's, you know, that's always been my aim. That's always my, the core of what I'm doing. It just gets written on paper <laughs> for people to hook into differently each time I do it. So, so the way that you know what your spirit is asking for, you're creating a space for everyone to, to have an opportunity to see how their spirit asks for what Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And that's a week long in-person retreat. Correct. Yeah, it starts Tuesday afternoon and goes through Sunday morning, so five days or so of, of work time. And then the second, it, never mind the Zoom stuff, which is a huge part of it as well, and I'll get to that, but the second in-person retreat is going to be at Dumas Space Center just outside of Seattle, Washington, which is where I held Encosta Camp. That space already contains such, just like the Encosta Castle, people walk into these spaces and just, there's something here it's already contains the energy and the vibration of we'll call it healing and creativity and inspiration you know it, it's already got this space and then I hope that I, I like to think that I come into it and add my energy to it and it just becomes all that much more driven and directed and intentional and then all the individuals come in and we just we manifest, we, we keep that tapestry weaving <laughs> and getting stronger all the time. 
So uh, Listen to Your Life is the retreat that's in July at Dumas Bay Center. And like I said, both in Costa Castle and Dumas Bay Center just have a powerful draw for me energetically and spiritually and physically wasn't it a monastery at one point it was it was a what convent monastery or convent a convent Uh yeah yeah yeah. i think they called them monasteries as well but but um it is saturated with spiritual intent yes wow that's i've always yeah yeah and that overlooks the it overlooks the Puget Sound, so we have beautiful water views and bald eagles fly overhead every time. It's just stunning. That is, I think it's July 24th through 30. It's always that last full week in July. Mm-hmm. I try to hold that hold that week for mine. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, and then Zoom things. Yeah. Ways we can work with you. This is exciting. One one zoom thing i do i am repeating from last year which uh you know was before i started developing um that the the in-person retreats again which is 31 days of starts and this is really just a motivational tool 31 days goes very quickly and what i'm trying to give to people impart to people is how little time and little effort it takes to keep that spark going, that creative spark, that intuitive spark going. And we just take, you know, 15, 20 minutes every day. We jump on Zoom, same time every day. I lead everybody through one exercise. And by the end of that 31 days, you have 31 days of starts. (laughs) Everybody chooses their size to work on. Um, You know, I, I like to be consistent. So I tend to go eight by eight every day for 31 days. But Sometimes you might want a small piece. Sometimes you might want a big piece. Everybody has the freedom to choose the foundation where they begin. You might work through a journal every day. Um, And then we take up the tools and work together through these exercises. It's, it was wonderful last year. And I hope I'll get a good following to come along because the more people who are on these, well, in person, of course, too, for me, you know, there's a limit. Um, Some people like to teach individually. I love that energy of a group. There's just so much vibrancy and it keeps me going. It helps me release more of myself to everybody. Um, so, you know, between 12 and, and 30 in person, as long as some of those are really helpful. <laughs> uh-huh. And then online, it's the same thing. The more people that show up, the stronger that, uh, that holding space is that we but all- Body talk, we call that a matrix. And so it's the idea of that field of energy that everybody plays into. And it just, it's like a symphony. And yep. the more instruments are joining your symphony, the lusher the sound. Yes. So that's March 1 through 31 of, of this coming year. March. And then Goodness. I went, I got really bold and I spoke about Awaken Creative, which is the retreat here in February. That's the in-person. Well, there's a Zoom tool that goes along with that. Granted, you don't have to do both. <laughs> they can, they're freestanding, but they really uh, assist each other. They're, they're complements to each other. And that's Awake and Creative every day. The challenge is more than just that 31 days. The challenge is touch your paintbrush, touch your pencil, do one thing every day. And the way I'm running that is the challenge is first to everybody who chooses to participate to actually commit to doing some sort of creative work every day. Yeah, set a time aside 10 minutes. I'm asking only 10 minutes at the minimum. And then we meet, uh, uh, I'm I'm doing a a weekly encouraging email to everybody, which is something I naturally do, right? 
uh, right, W-R-I-G, W-R-I-T-E, right? <laughs> um, and then once a month, we hop on Zoom all together to kind of review how the week or the month has gone and take a look at some of the art that everybody is, has been processing through. And so that's an ongoing offering, kind of like behind, before the brush. It's just sort of the well, it's it's a sign up and commit to the 365 days of a year. Oh, so it's a year. Ideally, a year. yeah, yeah, uh, it's a year. Sorry, it's it's okay. it's awake and creative one once one a day for 2023. Wow. Um, that is the motive is to really start up leveling this matrix. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I hope again that I'll get a good calling and people will hook into it and come along and experience it. So again, it's everybody does the commitment themselves. And then once a week, you'll get inspirations from me in your inbox. And once a month, we meet and really, you know, share and make that connection. So wow, yeah, I mean, what, what a way to support this, how nourishing is really I hope so. Yeah, I hope that so. feels like fertilizer you know, uh -huh. for the creative yes. practice, a little every day, yes. all year long, not overwhelming, not just a big dump, just like, just keep it going, keep it going. Yeah. You know, the trope that we, we create what we need, or we, you know, we manifest, we put out into the world what we need, that is so true of 2023 for me. This integrating how I used to do things with how I've been doing things and where I need to go and want to go and listen to my soul calling, um, and still attending to everyday life. <laughs> All uh -huh. of these things I'm creating are the the manifestation of what I need and what I want. You know, more more access and touch with other human beings that are committed to this creative journey and believing that it means something in the world, whether we are the next Picasso or <laughs> you or know, just the next human. Still, being yeah, a human. Exactly. That is not life. even part of the the conversation it's just about it's about the world um you know it's about what art and creativity and listening to that intuitive voice and responding to it will do for the world whether you know one of us becomes the picasso or one of us <laughs> <laughs> you can be the picasso i'll just show yeah. up yeah. i need to read this little quote and then um we we may we may be getting close to being fully fulfilled, um, but I have to read this quote, and I, I it's it's on your website. So PB artist, PBS, right? PBS, PBS artist. Those are my initials. So Patricia Baldwin Segerbrook, <laughs> artist.com. Um, but this is on there. But I saw this, and I was like, I had to write it down. So Trish writes, I believe that when one stands in the river flow of one's unique life, that whatever comes to be in one's hand, a paintbrush, a dentist tool, an electrician's meter, that the river flow will say what it is meant to say purely because that person is standing where they're meant to stand. And that's, I mean, I was just like, oh my God, that's so beautiful. And that's what you're creating here. That's is a way for people to stand in the river flow with whatever tools are in their hands and say whatever they need to say with yes. that. What you said, Robin. <laughs> We, river flowed right together the reading that back to me gave me goosebumps that was intriguing i like that thank you well and when i came across it, i was like oh this one just channeled right through i can yeah, truly there it is <laughs> tristan right i mean you did but i can i can remember no i can remember putting that down and just the the magnificence of the sensation it yeah <laughs> That really lights me up. That's like, yes, being in the river flow is, 
that's the kind of feeling I want to have. Mm-hmm. I don't want to just be halfway. I don't want to be dabbling. I want to be in the river yeah. because what else are we here for? Mm-hmm. I mean, we only get to be human at least this way right now. You know, this right. is all, this is all, I'm only going to be Robin Mayberry once. So I'm going to get all the way in the river. <laughs> all the way. <laughs> Jump off the cliffs, get in the river. You see, we've got a theme. <laughs> we are out in nature. <laughs> <laughs> That's your next retreat. Yeah. <laughs> Help everybody, come on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, um, I will make sure that all of these links are in the show notes and on my website in the podcast list and uh, podcast notes list. And um, and we've got the details, pbsartist.com. You can find all of it there. And Insight Timer, you can find Trish Segebrock there. Or it's behind, the, beyond, uh, sorry, before, before the brush. Before yeah. the brush on Insight Timer. And I, okay, anyway. I'm on Instagram, um, I'm on Facebook, you know, all those places we go. Places. <laughs> I love that. I mean, I have a love-hate thing. Oh, yeah. I love seeing what other people are doing. And then I want to join the conversation. And then I get obsessed about how many, how many likes I got. So yeah. <laughs> get out quick. <laughs> yeah. I, just, I saw somebody recently that had, um, was only following one person, had like 10,000 followers and was following one. And I was like, yeah, that's the way to do it. That means you're never going to go on, <laughs> you're never gonna go on there. You're never going to look, you're just going to share your thing and I'm going away now, <laughs> but I can't, that's not me. Anyway, um, was there anything else that you just wanted to share with our fabulous community of heart-centered creatives before mm. we, before yeah. we just, it's so I, fabulous that this space exists. And if you don't, you know, if, if if my offerings don't suit your needs, I hope you find something because it's important to connect to community to keep, as I've said many times, this tapestry weaving. You know, we can so often be insular and independent and think we must work alone in our studios. But in fact, we've got to have some sort of community that we, that we then take back with us and work with when we're alone and insular and, and doing the work of our heart. And then we, you know, it's an, it's an ebb and flow <laughs> and that's important. That is beautiful. Oh, I feel so filled up now. Oh, I'm so <laughs> joyful. And I'm going to go to the studio and go make some painting. I hope everybody just goes, grabs a paint paintbrush and go let it flow because it feels very flowy now. Okay. Trish, I knew this was going to be a fabulous conversation and it really, really was. And I want to thank you from all my heart. And I'm sure that the folks listening to this episode will also bow deeply and, um, and hopefully we'll get to join you in one of your upcoming offerings. So for now, I will say, um, I will bid adieu and I'm looking forward to seeing you soon. Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of Art, Magic, and Medicine. I hope that it helped you feel creative and connected and energized and ready to be who you are in the world in a way that only you can be. To keep in touch, be sure to follow the show, especially on iTunes. And I invite you to join my email list at robinmayberry.com where I'll let you know about upcoming episodes and events and occasionally brilliant essays coming out to you as well. So looking forward to hearing from you soon. Thank you so much for being here.